0: Welcome to the Master's Plan, Your Partner Podcast, sponsored by Master's Plan Church Design and Construction. With headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we partner to build and renovate churches all over the United States with a trusted reputation and a proven process. Master's Plan is passionate about becoming your trusted partner. Now let's join our hosts, Rodney James and Miss Kim thanks for joining us today for master's plan your partner podcast my name is kim and i am here with rodney james who is the founder and the president of master's plan church design and construction based in tulsa oklahoma building churches all over the country and exciting days i think this is one of the most exciting times for their church rodney. it is
1: it is it's been amazing you know and a. Following the year of that we've had in 2020, and um, and coming through that, it's really exciting to watch that uh, what God is doing among the church. Um, it's we came through 2020 uh, honestly in the church building world. We didn't miss a beat. Wow. Uh, the kingdom is. Continuing to expand, continue continuing to grow, and uh, we're we're very busy and we're blessed. Um, God continues to uh, allow us to partner with churches all across the country that are that have vision and direction and passion to reach people for Christ and disciple people, and and so we're all about impacting the world for the kingdom of God, and uh, we love to be a partner to churches who have a vision and who God's given a vision to renovate, expand, build new facilities, relocate, start another campus, repurpose. A building turn it into a church whatever it is uh, we love partnering with churches and pastors and helping them take that journey
0: well that's actually speaking of partner that's one of the topics that we're gonna hit today as far as our podcast because in the actually the timeline the first one was selecting the team now we're to select a partner so let's really get into defining what that means
1: so you know when we think about what is a partner for a church building project um, Most people think about the first phone call that they make is to call an architect. And we talked a little bit last time about that's a good call, but that's like step number four. And if you don't have the right partner who can help you walk through steps one through three, uh, you're going to, you may find yourself in a situation down the road where you have some uh, expenses that were unplanned, some costs that were uh, not thought about. And so really having the right partner is critical. And I would say this, uh, you need more than an architect and more than a builder, If you're going to take this journey of building, uh, facilities, you really, what you need is you need a coach, uh, to, to coach the team, to bring the right players to the table for you on the other side. You've developed a team now within your church to help you make decisions based on the information that your partner should bring to the table to give you, to help you make the best decisions, right? It, it takes a multitude of counselors. And so (laughs) really the right partner for church facility projects is somebody, uh, who can come alongside you and coach and lead you through the process. Really. I, I say this all the time. It's uh, you know, I feel like what I do is I shepherd or pastor pastors mm-hmm. and churches. Mm-hmm. Now I, I pastored a congregation uh, for 20 years and now God's called me out of that into pastoring or shepherding pastors through the building process. Okay. So there are guys who shepherd pastors in leadership. There are guys who shepherd pastors, you know, in ministry. My job is that the calling that God's put on my life is to shepherd shepherd pastors and churches through the building process. And so um, there really is so much more to this process than just designing a building, just uh, building a building. There's How are you going to raise the funding? How, you know, well, who's the right lender to borrow money from? Um, What are the things you need to do before you ever uh, start designing the building? Um, How are you going to cast vision? What's the right way to do that? What tools do you need to do that in a building project? And so really you need a partner who wants to come alongside you. I'm reminded of what Tom Rainer said. He said the church, the successful church in his uh, six keys to success of a building project said the church had a design build firm that was a true. Partner in ministry. The building company was more than an architect and a builder. They helped discern and articulate the ministry need behind new facilities. Mm-hmm. And I think that was such a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. To understand that you really do need a partner who's much more than just an architect or just a builder, somebody who can help walk you through the whole entire process from, hey, we need a building to now we're in here having ministry and making sure that that building functions for ministry the way that you thought it was going to function from the time that you started and all of those pieces in between.
0: So what questions do I need to specifically ask?
1: So when, you know, when you think about, you're going to interview a partner, you're going to interview these firms that that design and build churches across the country. You know, I think the the first and foremost thing that I would say about a partner is they, they need to have ministry experience. And I don't mean that they need to just know how to design church buildings. If you haven't served inside the church walls. If you haven't been on that platform and taught, if mm-hmm. you haven't sat in that seat of that executive pastor and managed the finances and the questions and fielded the process uh, of going through that journey is really difficult for somebody to empathize and understand. Uh, it's easy for us in the construction world to speak the construction lingo, just sure. like it's easy for us in the church to speak religious lingo Mm -hmm. and the world not understand what we're saying. Mm -hmm. We can do that in the construction world to the church. Mm -hmm. And so you need somebody that has ministry experience that understands how you're going to have to communicate to your congregation, that understands how you're going to have to communicate to your leadership, how understands how you're going to have to communicate in order to cast the vision, to raise the funding that you need to speak to key donors in the right way and, and help them see the long-term vision of their investment in the kingdom. So when you think about picking the right partner, you know, you need to discern and determine what's their ministry background, Mm -hmm. you know, what's their walk with the Lord Mm -hmm. like that, because again, I say this, this is not a business decision or an economic decision. This is a spiritual decision. You better have a spiritual partner walking with you on this journey. If you're going to spend millions of dollars on a on a ministry facility, you better have somebody who's hearing from the Lord directing their steps as they go through this process. And so it's so critical to look at their ministry experience that they're not just a ministry building designer they really have ministry experience and so when you think about asking questions i'm going to interview and i'm going to bring these folks in some of the questions i encourage churches to ask is you know first of all um, when you think about bringing them into the process listen to the questions they ask first oh that's good so so the first you know many times the first questions that get asked are how many seats do you want in the sanctuary how many kids do you run how many rooms do you want How big do you want the rooms? Those aren't questions that you should have to answer. The first questions you ought to to be asked are, tell me about your ministry. Mm -hmm. How do you teach on the platform? What are the challenges that you have on the platform that you have now? How do you do your children's ministry? What curriculum do you use? If facilities weren't a challenge, Uh, How would you do ministry different Uh, in this new ministry that you're thinking about doing? How do you see that being played out practically? Where are the the people going to pull up? How are they going to get in the building? Have you thought through those things? And in your perfect world, what would that look like if you could just sit here and dream? Mm -hmm. What you should have is a partner who can sit here and listen to how you teach, the type of worship music that you use, the curriculum you use in your children's ministry, all of those things. Yes, we need the statistics and we need the numbers. Numbers, but the reality is what's more important is giving you a tool that helps you do your ministry. Yes. Building should facilitate that ministry. Facility should facilitate ministry. And so often, if you don't have somebody who thinks through it with the eyes of a pastor or mm-hmm. the heart of a pastor, mm-hmm. then what you wind up with is a really beautifully architectural building that does not function Day one. Mm. And I can't tell you how many times I've encountered buildings that were built three years ago, five years ago, and they didn't work day one Mm -hmm. because nobody thought through the ministry side of the design of that building. They did all the statistics and all the numbers, but they never think about the flow. They never think about how many people that come out of that sanctuary stay in that gathering space. Mm. How many, what percentage are going to go pick up children? What percentage are going to go right out the door? What percentage are going to go out an alternate door because of the way the parking is arranged? All of those things matter. Mm. And if you don't think through and know Mm -hmm. the heart of the people, Mm -hmm. this culture that we live in, what percentage of people that come out of that sanctuary between two services are going to. Remain in that space. That's a critical number. Yes. And what percentage are going to be here 10 minutes before the next service versus coming in five minutes after it starts? Mm-hmm to know how much space i need mm-hmm. to facilitate that exchange of people if i've got children in a children's ministry area mm-hmm. and and we're going to exchange services in a 20 minute time period how many people do i need to flow through that space in that 20 minutes to get all of their kids out of that space get all their kids the next children into that space if you don't know those numbers and understand those numbers mm-hmm. and the consternation that that can create for a children's pastor on sunday morning mm-hmm. or an executive pastor managing the the flow of people in a building on a Sunday morning and the volunteer staff, you've missed the whole point. Yeah.
0: Oh, I can even imagine because, you know, of course, having been in church when my son was young and I, I, I can think of a specific church right now that I can remember walking through the halls and thinking this does not feel like it has been made for children's
1: church yep many times it feels like chaos it
0: does and so that would be a perfect example if you've walked through a building and you have had that kind of you know this is this doesn't feel right then um maybe that's been an experience that they've had where they did not select the best partner so the value of a i mean you know we know we've talked about the value of the team but the partnership Um, Is that really one of your one of your favorite selections?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, I said earlier, you know, you need this coach. Yeah. Because there are so many players. For example, when we're we're, we're chosen to be a partner, Mm -hmm. I immediately I've had conversations with the pastor, the executive pastor. We've had multiple conversations, usually by the time that we're selected to be the partner. Mm -hmm. And so when you when you've been walking, when I've been walking with them, I began to think in my mind, who's going to be the best? Uh, you know, architectural partner? Who's going to be the best uh, audio, video, and lighting designer? Who's going to be the best acoustic designer for this project? Who's going to be the best? And, and, and I start thinking in my mind, beginning to assemble a team as I begin to learn the dna of the church and the culture of the church Mm -hmm. and and what what i begin to see in my heart that the lord begins to help me get a vision for how can we best help them where where in their ministry facilities can we make the most impact with the dollars that they have to spend Mm -hmm. and so as a partner what i begin to do is to think about how i'm going to assemble the right team on my side Mm -hmm. to interface with the team on their side to get to that final product that facilitates their ministry. And there's nothing greater than walking in the door on that first day of ministry and watching this tool help them accomplish what God has called them to do in such a powerful way. It, it should, when you move into a new facility, it mm-hmm. should excite, invigorate, Uh, your volunteer staff. It should give them a greater, deeper opportunity to serve. And so really it works together with everybody, you know, so in selecting this partner, there's just so many critical things and questions that need to be asked to discern really the, it goes back to what we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. It's the heart of your partner. Mm -hmm. It's having somebody who really has a passion to help you do what God's called you to do. There are a lot of people who can design and build buildings, but there are not a lot of people out there who want to walk with you and take the time and the effort and the energy to learn who you are and learn about how you do what you want to do. Then... Go make the money to design and build the building, mm-hmm. because that's where that's where in the construction world we make our money. And so, you know what what I love is God has has allowed me uh, in our company to be able to invest that time on the front end. Mm -hmm. Uh, to spend time with pastors and staff members and love on them, eat lunch with them, encourage them on a personal level. Mm -hmm. But what that all that's doing is it's putting input into this process that we're about to embark on, Mm -hmm. because when you learn those individuals and you learn their passions and you learn what God's called them to do, then all we want to do is provide a tool that helps them do what they do better.
0: Well, and it's so obvious your heart for, the pastors and for the church and for the body, because you provide things like this podcast, like the master's plan, your partner podcast, you provide things like master's plan university. All that you are providing is, is not something that people are paying for. So you're giving this information as if it were, you know, obviously a church getting ready to make their own selection, um, which Again shows the hearth that you have for really what the body of Christ um needs at large not it's not just about your company.
1: No, absolutely not. This is a calling on my life, Kim. You know that. You've seen that. Uh, I'm passionate about what I do. I love what I do. I get up every day looking forward to the pastors that I'm going to get to meet with, the churches that I'm going to get to serve, showing them their first floor plan or showing them their first renderings after we've taken this lengthy journey of due diligence and feasibility and figured all these pieces out. We get to show them that first floor plan and see their eyes light up. There's nothing greater than, than being able to see that kind of that first here's what it's going to look like and and of course pastors are visionaries they always love that part (laughs) and then just holding their hand walking that journey with them all the way to the end and being there that first Sunday that they celebrate that they open this new children's ministry facility this new student building this new sanctuary we get to worship it in in it for the first time Uh, you know all of those moments are moments that fuel the fire if you will for the calling that God's placed on my life and uh, you know I I mean, it's not work when you get up every day and go do what you love to do. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's what we get to do at Master's Plan every day. And not just myself, but my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've surrounded myself with people who have the same passion, the same calling. And uh, I've been very blessed. That's a whole nother story, how God has brought so many of our team members to us just through a season of praying and seeking Him. And we've prayed for very specific people. And God brings those very specific people with the four or five things that we've prayed for. So it's fun to be on this journey That's and awesome. uh, and it's fun to take that journey with a lot of pastors who have a vision to to see God's uh, kingdom continue to grow
0: if you happen to be a pastor listening today or um, are on a team with a pastor and and you've been trying to make decisions and and see where god's leading you in your construction process and you hear the heart of a man like rodney james it's obvious why um why we believe that master's plan is is your partner that's part of the idea of this podcast but let's go let's talk a little bit more about partnership. Um, Rodney, again, as a pastor begins to, to talk to someone like you, when they, when you come in to meet with them. So one of the things you mentioned is of course, um, before you've talked about transparency and let's talk a little bit about the value
1: of transparency. Well, integrity and transparency is one of our core values. Mm -hmm. And um, we live that out in a very practical way through the construction process through the design process so <clears throat> the way we've designed uh, all of our process is we set a fee up front uh, for every piece of everything that we do. Mm-hmm. So when we launch off with a church and uh, the very first thing that we do, we call it due diligence and feasibility. And we're going to see that in the timeline as we continue through the podcast uh, mm-hmm. a little later on, it's again, it's, it's kind of down in the list because uh, until you have some other things established, like having your team and selecting your partner, uh, you really don't dive into the nuts and bolts of what's the building going to look like and what's it going to cost. So, okay. so as we, as we walk through that process, you know, ultimately we, we want to take them through that journey. We want to, we want to help them. But being transparent to us is, again, I set a fee Mm -hmm. and whatever the process costs during that next step, we we can sit down and say, we think this is what this is going to cost. We think this is what this is going to cost. We get proposals. We say, we know now this is what this is going to cost. We know what this is going to cost. So as we walk that journey at every phase, we're completely transparent about everything that we do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, especially when it comes to the construction side, Um, you know, there are so many ways that, that, that construction companies bill for the projects that they do. And many times, most of the time, the traditional way is you hire an architect, you design a building, you go bid it out to two or three or four different people. Obviously, most of the time, everybody selects the lowest bid, Mm -hmm. expects the highest quality, Mm -hmm. which is completely, uh, that just never works. Mm -hmm. So you bid it out, you find out how much it costs. We've already talked about 80% of the time. They never get to build because it's more than what they've anticipated when they started because they didn't start with the right steps. Because after selecting a partner, one of the things we're going to talk about is defining the budget. And if you don't start with defining that budget, uh, which we're going to talk about in one of the very next upcoming podcasts, Mm -hmm. if you don't start with that and know that you go design to your dreams and your dreams are always going to be bigger than your budget. Mm -hmm. And so in this process where, where you can go and bid it out and let's just say, again, let's use our magical number that we kind of always use $3 million. And let's just say you had $3 million to spend. Mm -hmm. Let's just say you designed it and you bid it out and it came in at $3 million by an absolute miracle and act of God. It came in at, (laughs) $3 $3 million. Um, so let's just say that's the case. Well, most construction companies then would come in and say, okay, we've bid it for $3 million. That's how much you're going to pay us to build this building. And then what they're going to do is turn around and go see how cheap they can actually get it built for. Mm. I mean, that's how they make money. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not wrong. It's just the way the system works. Mm-hmm. So if I think that the concrete was going to cost $300,000 and I can get it bid out for $250,000, I'm going to take that $50,000 and put it in my pocket. Sure. So what we do is we do it very different. We say, okay, here's my fee for managing this whole process for you as we go through construction. And you know that right up front. This is what it's going to cost my fee. And that's what I collect. Mm -hmm. Everything else that you spend, we show you every pay app, every invoice as you go through the process. So if we thought the concrete was going to cost 300 and we truly could get a reputable subcontractor that has insurance and all the things that they need in order to perform the work adequately, and they have great references Mm -hmm. for $250,000, the 50,000 doesn't go in my pocket. It goes back in the church's pocket. Wow. And so being transparent, you get to see the bids. Mm -hmm. We're going to sit down with the church on Friday and we're going to go through all the bids that we've had on every part of their project. We're going to show them. We had five people in concrete. We had seven people bid the glass. We had four companies bid the the uh, pre-engineered metal building. We're going to sit down and show them this is how we do this. These are all the companies that we reached out to. Some of them chose to bid. Some of them chose not to bid. Uh, and here's the bids. This one was over budget. This one was under budget. This one was under budget. And this is the one we've chosen. It may not be the lowest all the time, mm-hmm. but we feel like... This is the best price and the most qualified contractor to do this piece of the project. Mm-hmm. And so when we we sit down and it's all transparent, it's all laid out before them. So there's nothing hidden. I'm not skimming money off of any piece or part of the project to try and earn more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything we do is put up on the table. All the cards are laid out in front of the church. There's nothing hidden because that's the way I believe God has called us to operate his company mm-hmm. um and uh and so that's what that's the way we do that integrity and transparency you're going to spend millions of dollars with somebody you better believe you 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 hope you can trust them to walk yes. the journey with them It yes. goes back to being a matter of heart mm-hmm. do they have ministry experience have they have they are they walking with the lord do they have that kind of a relationship that you feel comfortable walking that you're yoked Mm-hmm. equally mm-hmm. with this individual and you get to walk this journey together. And, um, and so it's, it is critically important, um, that you have that level of transparency as you go through the entire process.
0: So is that something that a pastor or a team would ask, um, if they're interviewing Absolutely.
1: A yeah. Okay. Yeah. Explain. Uh, can you explain to me how you do your billing process? Mm-hmm. Will we get to see the bids? Will mm-hmm. we get to see the pay apps from all the subcontractors? What, what are you going to bill me for? I want to specifically, list of everything you're going to bill me for, mm-hmm. um, because there are things that, that you have to bill for. You know, there's there's a cost of insurance. There's a cost of of management for the project. And all of those things we lay out, train them. And that's what we do. Yeah. And so, you know, when we w- by doing what we do with by serving these churches and getting paid a fair amount for what we do. It enables us to help other churches who, you know, are struggling in some areas. It allows us to do things like this podcast and like the video series and don't charge for it because my heart really is to to help build the kingdom in every way.
0: And as you say so frequently in in this process, and even in knowing what to ask a partner, as you're moving forward, it's not what you don't know; it's what you don't know that you don't know. That's right. So that's it, you're you're making that so obvious with um with the information that we're getting as we're talking about the partnership. And so we're going to um, wrap up today's podcast. But I really encourage you um, again if. If you happen to be a lay person and you're listening, you know, there is an excellent, um, actually it's called a prayer map that they provide through master's plan design and construction. It's something that if your church is in the middle of a construction project right now, boy, do they need your prayers? Yes. They Amen. need you. And of course they need your prayers all the time, That's you know, right. I, but this is one of those processes where if you can imagine the things that you're hearing, um, today and knowing what you're Pastors going through and what that team is going through to have to make such critical decisions then let's do our part and become a partner in that way become a partner in prayer so that resource is available through um, master's plan church design and construction on the website also master's plan university um, it really is an education you will definitely learn a lot like you've learned here on the podcast we're so glad that you join us and we want to you to subscribe let your pastor know let anybody in the leadership in your church know about this podcast because we know again that this is part of building the kingdom it's not just simply saying you know these are the steps that you need to to make a great building but in your great building you're going to build the kingdom so that's all part of this so how do they get in touch with you rodney
1: well there's a number of ways Uh, our website is uh, com. that's mp for masters plan com. of course we have a Facebook and uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> on the website there's a contact form there where you can submit a, a question or uh, ask us to reach out to you that comes directly to my email so uh, would love to connect with you if you have a question or something that we can in, in any way that you feel like we might be able to serve you or come alongside you if you're in the middle of a project and you're struggling you're having problems that happens and uh, we we are here as a resource uh, to help you as you navigate through that journey.
0: Awesome. Thanks for joining us today for Master's Plan, your partner. Thank you for listening today. For questions about your building project, go to our website, mpchurchdesignbuild.com and click contact. Master's Plan Church Design and Construction. Let's build the kingdom together. This podcast is a Your Story Speaks production where we help ordinary people tell extraordinary stories.